Hello and welcome to Root Causes, the PKIN security podcast where a pair of industry veterans talk about all matters digital certificates in PKI. I'm Tim Callen, Chief Compliance Officer at Sectigo, and I'm joined by Jason Sirocco, CTO of PKI at Sectigo. How are you doing today, Jay? Doing great, Tim. Thanks for having me. So this is another one of our explainer episodes. So one of the things that I run into all the time when I'm talking to people is a fundamental confusion about the difference between digital document signing and electronic document signing. And you can see why that confusion would occur, right? But they're very different things. <laughs> yeah, my goodness. Um, I think for most people, lay people who aren't in the industry, they would sure. think it's it's one and the same thing. It's be the or... same thing, of course. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, no, but but they're not. They're 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 absolutely not the same thing, and they're very much not the same thing. And so um, I, I wind up clarifying this for people frequently, and we just thought there might be other listeners who are interested. So let's do it here. All right, so let's start with e-signing or electronic signing, shall we? Uh, e-signing. We've all done this. The well-known. You know the 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 nine hundred pound gorilla in the space is DocuSign, to the point where DocuSign is almost you know almost a synonym for e-signing, and uh, people say, hey, will you can you DocuSign this, and then you you get an email, you click on the email, you go into an interface, you read a a document, you might put your initials in some places, you might put your signature in some places. It's all done automatically. You click buttons, and then at the end, it's sent off, and it's archived in a way where everybody involved in the document signing process has access to it, and it's archived in a way where basically the e-signing solution can convince people that this is a legitimate document. Um, and that's a that's an important key point, right? At the end of the day, there's power uh, of there's legal power to this. We can sign a contract, and we can go enforce that contract in a court of law. That's right, Tim. And there's a, there's a lot of integrated tools. Quite quite often, there's there's cloud services that are involved with this. Uh, but I think the the piece here that's interesting, especially from a security standpoint, is this whole idea of you you get a a prompted email, an email that's prompting you to do something. And that doing something is to sign a document that is sitting somewhere. And in your acceptance of the signature on this is 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 what basically lends itself to what you're saying, Tim. I think, though, that one thing that's interesting about it from a security standpoint is the bad guys looked at this and said, hey, this is fantastic. Because what we can do is, is now we've got Hundreds of thousands of trained people in offices all over the world who who right. now have been trained to whenever this email comes in, you just click go through it. this and trust you, it. You, yes, you, you just go through the minor rigmarole of clicking on the email, clicking accept. You know, basically to put the electronic signature. And part of this, of course, if it's it's part of an enterprise platform, is you're prompted for for your credentials, right? Username, password, 
typically. And th- there was a space, I haven't heard about that for a little while, but if you think about it, yeah. that's got to be one of the, the easiest ways to socially engineer somebody. Yeah. <laughs> and and it, it occurred to me a long time ago that the bad guys were probably going to do it. And sure enough, they did. Uh, right. So there was there was a spate of that for, for a while. Again, I haven't heard about that for a little bit, but but it's there. So from a security standpoint, it's 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 the more loosey goosey of the two options we're talking about. here. Yeah, for sure. And it's hard to imagine that somebody would somehow trick you into signing a wrong contract or something like that. But as you talked about, in terms of just harvesting harvesting login credentials, right. that's that's pretty good. Now we should add that of course these platforms get very sophisticated and they have sophisticated workflows and everything else. And part of what they offer is they offer MFA options and so stuff like that is is available. Um but of course the trouble with an MFA option as an as a an opponent in, in opposition to phishing is who's going to notice that the MFA option is missing. And in the event that they do notice it's missing, who's going to be upset about that, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, it doesn't really, that doesn't really prevent, it prevents incorrect logins maybe or hurts incorrect logins, but it doesn't necessarily prevent credential harvesting in any meaningful way. So yes, th- thus e-signing, electric sign, electronic sign. And, and let me add one other thing. This category has been around quite a while. It's quite a venerable category, goes back well over a decade. And when it was created, it seemed like an obvious name, electronic signing. Instead of signing with paper, we're going to do it electronically. Uh, that name really stuck. E-signing and electronic signing is is the name for the category. It's never going to change. Um, and, and it was a, a time when I think digital document signing was not really known or mature. And so that name was given it to it kind of in a vacuum. Yeah, that's exactly right, Tim. It was it was given that that, that name does make sense, right? Yes. It, it was in opposition to uh, not just an analog signing with a pen and paper, which is, I guess, what most people would think of, but it, it was using a computer and it was done sometimes remotely. You didn't have to be sitting in front of the person who was... Yeah. Uh, you know, who, who was who was you know a witness to the signature? There was a a lot of advantages to it because a computer was handling all the details. It was very integrated. Yeah. Uh, you know, though the workflows were simple because of emails. It 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 was entirely electronic. And this was cutting edge stuff in the early two thousands, right? Yeah, and it still feels that way to a lot of people. Because yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, we still deal with a lot of paper. We still do a lot of signatures on papers. You know, try to open a bank account without without signing your name on a, on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. A, a lot, a lot of banks, a, a lot of organizations still still demand that you know, <laughs> that ink on page, which is you know hundreds and hundreds of years old. Oh sure. Now let's compare that, but at least we don't need a quill anymore. So we got that going for us. Yeah. Now let's compare that then to mm-hmm. digital signing. So again, subtle name, electronic versus digital. But that difference, of course, is means it's an entirely different technology paradigm. So digital signing, Jay, is what? Digital signing is, is when you're actually using an assigned credential form factor, a, a digital identity, if you will, to mm-hmm. actually do a digital signing act on a digital document. And that's that's different because yeah. you're using a, essentially a cryptographic function to do that. R- remember, one of the, the major benefits of, of PKI and asymmetric 
identities is that ability to sign. It's not just encrypting. It's not just authenticating. It's also signing. Yeah. And signing is something that you do with a private key. And anybody who has your public key can then verify, yeah, this was signed by the bearer of the private key associated to it. And right. that's it's entirely different. And therefore, there is non-reputability. Uh, in addition, of course, since the document is signed, and if the document's tampered with, that will be, you know, it, that, then that won't work anymore. There is, uh, uh, there's, what do I want to say? There's a claim of non-reputability. There's also a claim of original content or original form, right? I'm not sure what the word I'm looking for there, but it hasn't been changed or altered in any way. Uh, that's built in there as well. And then depending on the certificate involved, there is actual identity associated with it, right? I might have to show my credential or my passport, my driver's license or something before I get the certificate in the first place, right? In which case, there's also an aspect of yoking that to an individual identity. So all of those are potential uses or benefits of digital document signing. Yeah, it's a, I would call it a... a People, uh, DocuSign and, and people who enjoy e-signatures might strike me for saying this, but th this digital signature, di digital signing would be the more heavy duty of the two. In fact, right. much more heavy duty because and, of these properties. And also, the in, in a way, the more flexible in yeah. that it is not connected to a particular walled garden, right? So the, the main thing about digital or electronic signing, I should say, is let's just talk about DocuSign. If, if I'm using DocuSign to sign my documents, they're all sitting in the DocuSign repository. And yes, that's a big, large, publicly traded company with lots of employees and lots of revenue. And so there's lots of reasons why you can believe that those servers are going to continue to run and operate. But hypothetically, if DocuSign went away, all of that stuff would go away with it, right? And you wouldn't be able to go access your signature and you wouldn't be able to prove uh, your or your documents and you wouldn't be able to prove non-reputability and you wouldn't be able to do any of the rest. It is living inside of somebody's, of a private company's, not a private public company, but a, you know, a, a non-governmental company's giant ecosystem and document repository. Now, on the other hand, a digitally signed document is just plain a document. Usually they're PDFs that you can have, you can store it, you can put it on your hard disk, you can burn it to a, a DVD and store it at Iron Mountain. You can do whatever you want with it. And it is just there. It is a document that can be used by any computer anywhere in the world. And that does mean you have more flexibility. And that also means that to some degree, if you're really looking for extreme disaster recovery kind of scenarios, you might prefer digitally signed documents versus documents that are in somebody's proprietary e-signing environment. I'm going to uh, keep going on that a theme of flexibility, Tim, because quite a lot of signing isn't just, uh, you know, typically a PDF, which could be a contract of some kind. It could also be code itself, uh, right? Code can yes. be signed. And so therefore... You can rest assured that if, if a piece of code that you're installing on your computer is signed, there's a really, really high chance that the, that that software came from the legitimate source that you intend. Uh, there have been exceptions, but those exceptions, you know, <laughs> those exceptions are due to really crazy cases. Uh, I would say, though, that another place where code signing is used extensively 
uh, code signing is in not just software that you run on your own personal computer, but software that's run on autonomous computers, IoT devices, as an example. Uh, one of the most common IoT devices that you might use every day, uh, your car, uh, has a Tesla right now has all kinds of signed software running on its electronic control modules uh, all the time. And that's that's what is allowing that car to go down the road with, with a high level of difficulty for an attacker to be able to insert their own code onto that car. So signing is flexible enough that it handles a ton of use cases where that kind of, I want to know that the code running on this thing is from a legitimate source, you yeah. know, it solves that problem. Yeah, it's interesting you, you, you bring that up, Jay, because, you know, from a, from a human perspective, they seem like extremely different things, right? I'm looking down a contract, I'm making sure that the terms or conditions are correct, and at the end, I'm putting my signature on the bottom versus this piece of code's being shipped and we need to know that that code is functioning correctly. But if you look at the benefits, they're extraordinarily simple. It is, hasn't been tampered with, known source uh, uh, you know, all it's, it's all, it's all the same stuff. And those are huge implications. Huge. Yeah. Right. Uh, I would say the, the difficulty level of getting that provisioned out to its destination has, has been, uh, you know, that's that's both the strength and the flaw i would say of digital signatures in the sense that it has been difficult to provision safely in the past what's changed though and, and let me tell you the trend the trend that i've seen when i've talked to customers and this is this is kind of interesting is it used to be so difficult because securely getting that you know the private key to where it needed to go and to be able to have a uh, a, a well-created automated system to get the private uh, the public keys to all the places they needed to go in other words making it easily accessible Th this is this is the mag the magical beauty of DocuSign they kind of they made that so easy for electronic signatures they don't you don't even think about it in the case of PKI based digital signatures uh, you you've got to provision those keys and in, in all to the right places that's been difficult enough in the past where a lot of office environments for, you know, human-based documents, contracts, etc. It's been difficult enough that typically, you know, one organization or one office would share the private key to sign documents. And then, you know, public keys would be you know, just distributed amongst a very close, very small population. We've now automated it in PKI to the point where now everybody in the office can have their own their own private key to sign because it's a lot easier to get those private keys to mobile devices, to your laptops. And not only that, to also store those private keys in escrow so mm -hmm. that if they get lost, they can be brought back. And additionally, with the advent of Windows 10 and TPM chips, those private keys can be stored where they belong, which is in a very safe a uh, hardware isolated container, right? Which that, that TPM chip and on mobile devices, same thing, just a different kind of secure enclave. So I would say to him that, you know, digital, sig digital signatures have really, they've been around a long time, but the supporting automation and the yeah. supporting security technologies has really, really matured to the point where you could probably uh, think think about the ease of use at the level of a DocuSign in terms of just everyday use of, 
you know, best of breed digital signatures for documents. Yeah. And that's, I think that's a good point. If you look at why, what did they have to do to make electronic signing succeed? A lot of it was just that it had to be simple enough that you, that somebody without a PhD in computer science could use it. And uh, for the longest time, you know, code signing is for developers. Why, why, why did code signing pick up so early in the life si- lifespan of the internet, and yet digital document signing didn't? Uh, I think it's p- the people who use it, right? And the people who use code signing aren't afraid of code, <laughs> or they wouldn't be using code signing. And so, uh, yeah, for, for digital document signing to be ubiquitous, the way that e-signing is, we will need to see that exact same level of seamless usability in all aspects of our our computing lives for the every man, for the every person. And when that occurs, that's when we'll be able to see digital signing really with the widespread level of adoption that we have with e-signing today. Yeah, Tim, that, that's a really good point. I think that, uh, you know, I, for those of you curious, yes, absolutely uh, you know, there are cr- many types of credential form factors, factors doing these kinds of signing. Code signing certificates are a form of X509. Um, we have email signing, mm-hmm. which occurs with SMIME certificates. And uh, you can also do that with PGP certificates as well, which again, Tim, you know, is an example of a uh, an unmanaged or, or, or a not high, or extremely yes. not highly managed PKI. <laughs> right. uh, so yes, maybe not even any I in that one. That's as we've discussed in the past. That's right, Tim. And that, yeah. that's one that, that I think we'll talk about in the future because it's an interesting yeah. case of, you know, certificates doing signing. Uh, th- there are different credential form factors of that. But when we are, you and I, Tim, are talking about signing on mass we are talking about typically uh you know a generic x509 certificate that's being used to do that that's being provisioned out through automated means in a, in a in a proprietary pki that's that's what we're referring to here all right so anyway that's uh probably a longer explanation than i typically give when this comes up but I'm, i've had this conversation a lot so i thought it would be nice if you and i talked about it is there anything we want to add jay no tim just just because it's it's kind of fun. We've talked about signing, talked about authentication. Uh, I would like to say, though, that signing in itself is actually the basis of authentication as well. And that's something that maybe we can have a, a deep dive podcast down the road. So, you know, the, the, I love that how you said it. Signing is in, digital signing, incredibly flexible. It's so flexible that it's in places that you don't even think it is. Mm. And it's because of that incredible flexibility of being able to sign even, you know, a, a document such as an authentication challenge. That's the basis of what we call authentication in PKI. So it's, it's uh, incredibly flexible in ways that most people just don't think about, but in, entirely different than e-signatures. Entirely different. All right. Well, thank you, Jay. Thank you, Jim. This has been Root Causes. Root Causes.